What's up, everybody? Pathlin here, and welcome to episode 1112 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. Thanks again for being here. And today we're talking with Mark Ronick, who is the co-host of a podcast, and he's a big-time podcaster, been doing it much longer than most people. And you can find his show at markandlowell.com or just look up The Mark and Lowell Show. That's a Mark with a C. And uh, we're gonna talk with Mark today because he wants to turn this hobby podcast of his that has an amazing audience. It's not really about you know, solving problems. It's not necessarily about information. It's about mostly entertainment. However, we wanna also see how we might be able to make money and do it in a very graceful way where everybody wins, which is my kind of marketing. So we're gonna talk about that with Mark today. And he's got a lot to say and a lot to, to ask about and a lot that will help you too. So listen in, this is Mark from The Mark and Lowell Show. Here he is. Mark, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Pat. Really happy to be here. Happy you're here as well. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and what you're up to before I help you. So tell us a little bit about about yourself and what what you got going on. Sure. Uh, I'm from Maryland and I've got a wife and a blended family of three, 16, 17, and 18 years old. Currently a TV producer by day and then at night, an entrepreneur and a podcaster. Been involved in podcasting probably longer than many of your clients uh, for probably 12 years now. And I started with my own fantasy football podcast, which nice. now I'm sure you know, it's they're, they're all over the place. People, it's Everywhere. a big days. Yeah. Soon after, I was actually contracted by a podcasting company because I had this idea to develop really what was the first ever fantasy sports channel that they streamed live shows and recorded. A couple of years later, let's just say that SiriusXM liked the idea so much that they built their own channel, and it's very successful to, to this day. In uh, 2010, I ended up joining a really popular radio show that had turned podcast, uh, and I did that for several years. And then I started my own podcast during that tenure uh, in 2011, and that's the one actually I'd like to talk to you more about. And then in 2014, I actually started a small podcasting network, really of just a lot of smaller podcasts that we tried to kind of unite with each other and use the power of a group to continue to grow. And we had about, we have about a dozen shows on that platform as well. So very busy. And I also enjoy, similarly to you, I enjoy helping other people with podcasting. Very nice. Love it. Awesome. So lots of stuff, especially in the podcasting space. What's the show that you would love us to start discussing it's called the Mark and Lowell Show, L-O-W-E-L-L. And Lowell and I are best friends. We've been friends since 1987. We went to sleepaway camp together. And nice. coincidentally, or maybe not so coincidentally, my wife and I also went to that same sleepaway camp together. So you'll hear lots of stories on our show from our childhood. And since we're friends to this day, as adults as well, we, we tell lots of funny stories, uh, real life stories, and talk about all the different things that interest us and our audience. That's cool. So Mark with a C in Lowell show. And how long have you been podcasting together that you said that was like 2012? Yeah, it's been eight years in December. Wow. And you're still friends after podcasting together. Still friends. Yes. I mean, we've had some ups and downs, but yeah, still (laughs) friends for sure. (laughs) Cool. So what's on your mind? 
Well, you know, there are two main areas of guidance that I was hoping to get from you today. And the main one really is how to really grow my podcast audience and evolve from something that that's a little more than a hobby to a strong source of income or really a business. You know, we've certainly grown through the years, but we've hit kind of a plateau over the past couple of years. And some of it, or a lot of it really, I think is our own fault and we can get into that. But yeah, we're looking to really grow it and monetize it, make it a, a substantial source of income for us. And then really the other area, which is kind of a side note and we can get to it if we can, but I'm looking to really find my superpower. And I, and I have ideas of what that may be. Uh, and I mentioned it earlier with helping other people with podcasting. But, you know, and I know you wrote Will It Fly? And I'm looking forward to reading that. So I wanted to just talk to you briefly a little bit about that when you have a moment. Yeah, let's start there, actually, because that will help me get to know you a little bit more. Sure. Mind. When you get to Will It Fly, there's a section about discovering your superpower. And the example I use is uh, the Shark Tank. When you walk into Shark Tank with your idea, right, Kevin O'Leary, the Mr. Wonderful in the middle, will often question people who present a business idea or, or business that's going, uh, Yeah, hey, what's stopping me from buying a bunch of people and a bunch of products and just doing exactly what you're doing? Like, why should I hire you? What What is unique about you that would entice me to invest in you? And a lot of people get really frazzled when that question is asked often. And so painting that picture of realizing how important that superpower is, it's fantastic. So I love that you're asking this question. It's an exercise that I think everybody needs to do for themselves. And I would always start with, well, what do people come to you for? Where are you always getting questions about? Like we could start there and then I have some other perhaps exercises that you and the audience can do to help you discover your superpower because sometimes it's hard for us to know what our own superpower is. I mean, we can't read the label when we're inside the bottle. And so right. before I go into that, like tell me about, about what you feel your superpowers are. Like what are you good at? What are you, what do people come to you for often? Well, you know, it, it's just that. It's it's podcasting and you know, I have friends, I have family, I've had referrals all come to me at different times, all asking me to help them either get started with their podcast or help them improve upon what they're doing. And even more so kind of being their producer, kind of helping them on the day to day or week to week, what have you. And I truly enjoy it. I, I love helping other people, especially with things that I know so much about that I've been doing for so long. And, and often I seem to help them better than I help my own self when it comes to the exact same thing. And I've, I've worked with all sizes, big and small. So I keep coming back to the, this idea of doing something like you do, but I certainly don't want to be competition for you. You know, so it's tough. You know, I, I'm not sure. And we'll get into it really why I'm having this struggle. And I'll, I guess I'll just tell you, you know, my podcast, as I explained, it's really an entertainment in my mind, an entertainment comedy type podcast. We don't have that super power. We don't have that niche. We're not selling a specific service like many of your clients do. And that's my struggle. And I actually have been to some of your office hours before, and I've asked that question to you before, and you've given me some good answers, but I, I mean, I'm really excited kind of about digging in here yeah. a little more. You're looking for a better answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, not a better, <laughs> no, but I'm just, just a more detailed one. <laughs> well, it's funny because you, you were like, my friends, my family, they're coming to me. And they want my help, but I'm not going to help them personally because Pat Flynn's also doing something else over here. Like, that's kind of funny to me that they want your help, but because I'm helping others in the same way, you're not helping them. And that's, do you see the disconnect there? Yes, I do. And 
it's so funny because that's literally what happened to me too. So mm -hmm. in 2017, I have had a lot of people since my podcast has just exploded ask me to teach them how to podcast. And what would I always say? No, no, no. Like go to John Lee Dumas, go to Cliff Raymond's craft. Like these people, they're already doing it and they're serving people and I would hand them off. And yeah, I would get like an affiliate commission check here and there. But what I was also doing was go going, no, I know you want to learn from me, but I don't have time for you right. or I'm, that's not important to me. Somebody else can do it. And what I eventually realized was I was doing my audience and the people who were asking me for help a complete disservice by handing them off. And at the same time, when I handed them off, I would often never see them again because they would be taken care of by somebody else or they would not have a great experience there. And I'd feel even worse because I was the one that pointed them over there. So I realized that I could actually create that experience in the way that I knew I, I could do it in my own special way. And I could serve those people who would want to be served by me. And you have the luxury of already having people tell you what they want and you're just pushing them away. Right. Right. When I do help them, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I, like I said, I almost, I, I think I help them in many better ways than I help myself with my own <laughs> And And here's also what I'm hearing. Like, I think you, when you had mentioned that you are also interested in the, the producer part, the day-to-day -day part, that's something that I would never offer and not, I don't care to offer, wouldn't even have the time to do. To me, there's almost a built-in superpower already with just what you enjoy doing. And that's the perfect way to approach it is just, well, I mean, that that's like that Venn diagram of like, okay, like you want to sell what you're good at, but also like what you enjoy doing. And then you're in that middle mark already. I mean, that's the ideal situation. And I think that perhaps it's just always been there for you. And you just, you just need to commit mentally to, to doing that and offering that and, and enjoying that. And for me also, just I, I come I come from a place and the, 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 how I felt comfortable creating my own stuff, even though some of my friends had their own stuff too, that was in a very similar way. I mean, I was worried about the quote competition. I didn't want to step on any toes and I got a lot of support because the people who had those things also came from a place of abundance, knowing that they also knew that they had personal brands and people who wanted stuff from them who would never buy from me because they want John Lee Dumas. And that at the same time, they also knew that there would people there would be people who would only want to buy from and work with Pat Flynn, just like how there are only people out there who want to work with you, Mark, with a C. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the, I, I think that the answer is very clear to me. And I'm curious to know what else might be stopping you. Like if you need permission, like from me, do it. Like, I don't know if <laughs> that's right, what, ultimately there, what you there's need. There's the show. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I could, and, and here's how I love to approach quote unquote competition. You can become, if you know your superpower, complementary, right? So I could see it getting to a point where if I know your stuff's good and you know, whatever, not saying this is going to happen, not guaranteeing anything. But for I'm example, just, a person coming to me going, Pat, I want you to be my producer. And I want you to be in the day-to-day -day with me. And I go, well, that's not what I do. That's not what I know. There's mm -hmm. this guy, Mark, though. He will do that for you. Let me let me get you guys connected. Sure. Right? So now you're not competition for me. You're actually helping me fill in the gaps that I can't fill in myself because that's not what, I, what I'm into. That makes perfect sense. I like that a lot. And yeah, I, you know, it, it really is because, look, Pat, I think that you do a wonderful job. You really re-inspired me, re-motivated me to get into, to get into this podcasting, relaunch my podcast. And to hear you say, you know, this is a, could be a complimentary thing, whether it's with you or somebody else, what have you, I think that's exciting and even more motivating. 
And I think the the producer part is is the key. That to me stood yeah. out. And I don't know anybody else who's really owning that. And you know, the the cool thing about that is you could make your way up to becoming you know just a huge leader in that space and having higher end clients that you couldn't even imagine if you were to own that. You know, because mm. a lot of no, those people I, don't want to deal with that. Yeah, right. And that's I mean that's why they have come to me is because they don't either know how to do it or they don't want to do it. So. And I, I really do enjoy it. Like I said, I've been producing my podcast for the past eight years and I think I've gotten pretty darn good at it. Yeah. And I've even thinking like I've been to a bunch of events recently this year and I've had people go up to me and go, Pat, like I want to start a podcast, but I don't want to do anything but just record. Like I don't want to get into the weeds of it all. I need somebody. Do you have somebody or can you come over to my house and do it for me? And I'm like, no. And I do have like a couple people that I recommend sometimes, but like they're all so busy and I don't like we need somebody to recommend. So I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, we'll have to talk even more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, I hope that clears that up. It and, does. It and, does. And I will be getting that book to uh, further this endeavor. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, eventually what it's going to teach you is start small. You can test. Try it out. If you love it, awesome. If not, awesome. You know the answer now and you can move forward from there versus what if or, you know, I don't know if this will ever happen. You know, that's that's really what the idea of Will It Fly is about. Understood. So let's talk about your show now, Mark and Lowell show, Growth mm -hmm. and Monetization. What have you been doing proactively to grow the show, if anything, recently? Well, recently I purchased this thing called Power of Podcast. Um, and it's Terrible uh, program. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's worked very well for me. I'll tell you. So I started, you know, started going through the course and got very excited, very motivated. And I'd say a little more than halfway, no fault of yours, I started getting discouraged going through it because the course, it, it's perfect for entrepreneurs that have a niche and a superpower like we've been talking about. But because I couldn't figure out how to truly apply it to my quote unquote entertainment podcast. I got frustrated. I got mm -hmm. discouraged. I same idea with the your book Superfan. Started reading it. I got super motivated, and then I got a little discouraged for those same reasons. I had a hard time figuring out how to apply your teachings to an entertainment style podcast. When it comes to entertainment, who is the brand? Right, and that's one of the things that I picked up on. And in, like I said, I, I have been going through the course. And one of the first things I did was I talked to my audience. Now, we have several thousand listeners per episode. So we have a, a strong fan base to start with. It's just been stagnant. But when I asked them, you know, what is it about our show? What, you know, because I wanted to find what's our niche. The most common thing I heard was we're relatable. Sure, we make them laugh too. But everybody kept saying we're relatable. And one of the exercises I went through is I wrote a description based on all the different things I heard. And if you don't mind, can I read you the description of the show? I would love to hear it. Okay, so it's lifelong friends Mark and Lowell, along with the cast of old friends, prove that it's okay to laugh at yourself and each other no matter how embarrassing things get. We cover many topics and personal stories, including relationships, careers, parenting, technology, TV, movies, all things 80s and 90s. Oh, and I will say, Pat, Back to the Future is definitely a popular topic on our show. Good, good. Yes. Yeah. If it wasn't, I, I would just cancel this. <laughs> right uh, and then to continue, you're not the only one facing many of life's challenges. So take a break from your own reality and relate to ours, all while enjoying that familiar feeling of hanging out and catching up with old friends. 
And I've shared it with my audience. They all feel that I've hit the nail on the head. So that's kind of my audience. And I actually, from one of your office hours, uh, you had said, you know, maybe parents are kind of that niche. Parents kind of in a similar range. Now, our, our cast of characters, we've got some, some parents that's got young toddlers. And like myself, I've got all teenagers. But, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's an angle there with, uh, with parents, maybe mainly men, since we have mostly men on the show. Yeah. I don't, that's kind of what I'm thinking, but you tell me what you think. I mean, I think that's a thought. <laughs> and to me, that thought of just niching in that kind of way leads to, well, what personalities who have groups of those kinds of people could we potentially connect with on the show? Because one growth strategy for a podcast is not just the topics that you talk about. It's who's on your show and who's going to bring more people with them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if say, for example, you and Lowell decided to have a conversation about just all about parenting one day right. and as a special guest, a featured guest on that episode, you had another podcaster on who was also a parent and they had, they were like in that niche. And maybe that's like the, the draw for them um, is, Hey, you know, we're creating a, a complete episode about parenting. We don't often talk about this specifically, but we also know that you have this audience of parents and we thought they'd love to have you come on in a lighthearted conversation like we've been old friends and we could just chat and have fun and make them laugh. And if you want your audience to laugh and and, and, and just kind of take a break from all the serious stuff you always talk about, like, you know, you can you can send them our way and we can all have a good time, you know. So that's the benefit of that for the podcaster. But they're also bringing potentially their listeners along with them, too because they're going to have a good time and have a laugh, right? And and, right. and just chat like old friends. So that that's where I see like the niching happen because I think if you like niche your entire show to, hey, the, now, we're only now doing entertainment for parents. Like that kind of pigeonholes you a little bit and it doesn't seem like that's what you want. You want yeah, to just- Yeah, I don't want to upset our current audience. You know, if we all of a sudden change and we're just for parents, I don't want to do that to them either. Here's the exercise that I think will be even more helpful than the one you did with your audience about your description. I would share that description to strangers and ask them for their their feedback because your current audience, they know you already. Every word that you said in the description, likely they're like, yep, mm -hmm, that's exactly right. And this is why I love them. They're fantastic. But we want to grow your show, which means we're going to get new listeners. So how might a potential new listener respond to that description? That's what is interesting. We often write the description for our current listeners versus how do we sell our show to somebody who has yet to listen to our show? Right. Because the first part of your description was longtime friends, Mark and Lowell, discuss. And if I'm coming in new, I'm like, I don't even know who Mark and Lowell are. I don't sure. really care that they're best friends. No offense. Nah, right. Right. Like you need to sell the show for me, somebody brand new. And I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the challenge. And I think you can. I think you can still sell Mark and Lowell and the conversations you're having, the laughing out loud. And I think that it might be on the sort of on the on the angle of, you know, hey, let's, you know, do you need to laugh out loud? Well, come listen to the show, like laugh at yourself, laugh like like, let, like let's just decompress from how stressful life is. Come in here and just enjoy conversations about things that are going to make you. I don't know. I I don't know right. the exact. But you know what? I think I think what you're actually saying is kind of the second part of the first sentence sentence I read to you because the second part is that we Mark and Lowell prove that it's okay to laugh at yourself and each other no matter how embarrassing things get. Maybe that's the opening line or something along those lines. 
I love that because I can imagine if I listen to a couple episodes and I'm really liking it, I'm more likely to be a fan of that immediately versus Mark and Lowell. Eventually, I'm going to become your your super fan. But in the beginning, I want to be a fan of what this is giving me and the feelings right. it's giving me and the idea of, man, I can listen to this podcast and like laugh at myself. Like, guys, you got to check this out. Like these guys, Mark and Lowell, like they seem pretty cool. But listen to this episode because you're going to, you know, you're, you, you went to college with me and they right. talk about college on this episode and like how crazy it was. Like you'll remember some of the, you'll, you'll relive some of our past together listening to these that guys. Is, that's funny. Cause that is what a lot of our audience tells us is they feel like they're either flies on the wall uh, with a group of friends hanging out talking, or they feel like they're actually with the same with our group of friends sitting there and they are yelling at their you know, iPhones because they want to participate in that conversation. Yeah. See, so you're selling the concept, the talking and the laughing out loud at yourself first before Mark and Lowell. Yeah. And then, then Mark and Lowell just kind of naturally will surface up. And, and I mean, then you become the brand, then you are what people follow, then you are what people will support. I can imagine for a podcast like this, that in addition to when you get those numbers larger, just regular sponsorships and advertising, perhaps, I could imagine, you know, a Patreon model where your fans right. who just are really close to you just want to support you guys. And I think I think that becomes a primary model. I know a few people, Tom Merrill is one of them. He talks tech. He's earning, you know, five figures a month on Patreon, I believe at this point, just from his fans who love him. Right. And see, that's funny because again, I I work with uh, one guy who does podcasting and he's got Patreon. He also sells his, his content in other ways and I help him do that, yet I'm not doing it for myself. <laughs> All the puzzle pieces are there, Tom or Mark. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think that I think that they're there. I think you know what to do with them. I think you kind of just need permission, number one. And and I'm not saying like I am only allowing people after I give them permission to do things. I mean, what I mean is permission for you to go and do what you know you need to do, not because it would be a competing product, uh, right. but also the idea of you need to sell the show before Mark and Lowell to brand new people, right? And then I think naturally what's going to happen is the people who then get in start to share it with, with, with each other. That plus encouraging your listeners to, to invite their friends to listen to, I think is a, is a clear call to action that can insert its way into the show if you haven't done that already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we definitely do do that, but we don't do it enough, nor do we do it consistently. So I do love that suggestion. We got to get back into that kind of thing. I think the, the topic or the, the, the kinds of content you can create could lend itself to sharing more. If you could strategically come up with show ideas such that it would be one that would encourage people to share with each other. Like just the, the nature of the topic of that idea, it might be like, again, to go back to the college example, like reconnecting with old friends. Like that's the, old, that's the topic idea, right? Or reconnecting with old high school friends. And then what it could do would be in some way, maybe challenge them to go, okay, guys. And if like, I want you to, I'm spitballing here, but um, you know, hey guys, on this episode, we're going to live- call people that we were friends with in high school that we haven't chatted with in years. And you're going to listen in on how weird these conversations are. Right. And I want you to do it too. And then what likely is going to happen is they're going to go, yeah, it, you know, this is so funny that, and I'm so glad we're reconnecting. There was these guys, Mark and Lowell, who challenged me to do this on right. this podcast. That would be pretty cool. Like stuff like that. 
that's a great, great idea. I really love that idea. We got to do more of that kind of thing. But that, it, that actually, even though you're spitballing, Pat, I think that's actually a pretty good idea. You're onto something. Thanks, man. And, and that becomes fun. Like, it's like, that hooks me on the show too. Like, you're going to call people that you haven't talked to in 20 years right. and actually like share that with their permission, obviously. But that's kind of cool. I don't know. Stuff yeah. like that sounds like the kinds of stuff that would be cool and, and that you would have already done. And I'm sure it's kind of like that, but just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Dude, I love it. Is that helpful? Uh, yeah. So, you know, other uh, so Patreon, I, that's definitely been one of, of my thoughts is to, to get back into selling some of our content as well. And, you know, and we do have advertisers. We, we do affiliate stuff. But I was curious if you have any other any suggestions, either how we can better improve upon what we do or any other ideas as far as monetization of the podcast. An event would be the last thing whether it's an online event or a in-person event that people could get tickets to and get access to you and be able to ask questions and just feel like a part of the gang, you know, like I, I could see that being another sort of model that would be really fun and exciting. I could definitely yeah. see seeing that being a part of it. Yeah. And, and again, you know, we used to do that. This kind of goes back to something I said earlier is, you know, there was a point, I mean, we have been doing this for eight years. So there was a point that we were fizzling, you know, everybody goes through it where it's just that time where you're just not sure if you're going to continue, you're, you're, you're just struggling a bit. And we used to do that every so often have those events. So we do need to get back to that. I really like that idea. And I love community and I love that sense of community and people getting to know us, us getting to know them. It, it really creates that uh, a bond with our audience. Yeah. I love that. And it, like maybe you sell each person two tickets, right? So they have to bring somebody else and they get kind of get invited with their endorsement to be a part of that event online or offline. And, you know, they just get to meet you in that sort of way. I don't know. It might, might be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll learn from uh, FlynnCon too, because I think I want to go to that for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll be epic and that'll be really fun. So very cool. Do you mind if we check in with you maybe sometime in 2020 to see how things have been going and, and hold you accountable and just kind of get a sense for where things have gone since today? I would love to do that. Awesome. We'll reach back out to you at some point and, and check in on you. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for coming on and tell us one more time where we can go and uh, find everything. I will. And first, I just, again, I got to say, I, I'm grateful for you, Pat. I'm grateful for what you do. I think you do it better than I've seen anywhere. And, uh, you know, I, I really hope that if there are people on the fence, uh, whether or not they want to utilize one or many of your services, they really need to give it a shot because it has really inspired me and motivated me after all these years of doing podcasting, thinking I didn't want to do it anymore. This really got me back on track. So I am grateful for you, my friend. Dude, you're awesome. I'm grateful for you as well. Keep up the great work and we will chat soon. Well, let me give you my podcast again, markandlowell.com. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mark, the host of The Mark and Lowell Show. Go ahead and check it out. You're listening to a podcast right now. You can listen to it right now. That is, again, Mark with a C and Lowell, L-O-W-E-L-L. -L. Mark, thank you so much for coming on and for being honest and your vulnerability. I think it's just so helpful and fantastic when people like yourself come on and just share a little bit of the struggles so that we can help everybody. So I, I appreciate you for that. And if you're listening to this and you'd like to get some coaching and some help and also help other people too, might you consider filling out an application for Ask Pat? If you go to askpat.com, you can actually fill out an application right now. I can't possibly select everybody, but I'm not gonna select you if you don't try. So 
go there, fill out the application, let me know what's going on, and I might, I might select you. It's not first come, first serve. It's based on what you say. So hopefully we can connect in the future. And again, thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast and for all the amazing reviews that have been coming in lately on Apple Podcasts. That means so much to myself and my team. And we read them and we get fired up by them. And I just wanna thank you so much for being here. And as always, uh, if you haven't yet gotten your ticket to FlynnCon, they're going fast. And of course, we're here I mean, by the time that this episode comes out, they might be sold out. So you can come to San Diego this July and join myself and other entrepreneurs just like you. Just head on over to FlynnCon, F-L-Y-N-N-C-O-N.com, and you can see if there's any tickets available. I'd love to have you host you and show you around San Diego and just give you amazing things that you could take home with you to take your business to the next level. And you can meet some friends too. So FlynnCon.com would be awesome. And just finally, just keep rocking it. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already because we've got some great stuff coming your way soon. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.